Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola, and I am here to talk with you about all sorts of exciting stuff and one of my favorite topics to talk about, money, (laughs) and so much more with Amy McNally. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you so much, Viola. I'm so excited to be here and talk about money as well. Yes, I know. So Um, For those of you that don't know Amy or haven't heard of her before, she's a marriage and family therapist turned business and mindset coach, which is awesome because I can imagine like so many of the skills that you picked up doing that uh, marriage and family therapy would have probably really come in handy with a lot of the mindset stuff you do now, eh? Yes, it's kind of amazing because I'm not actually using my degree, but I'm using my degree if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. It's kind of the same for me, like when I, because I did my degree in nutrition and like with a uh, bachelor of science and so it's like I don't really use it but I also use so many aspects of what I learned it's it's fun yes yes we take what we need right totally yeah so she helps uh women develop online marketing strategy which is super interesting and improve their mindset so that they can increase their income and have a more joyful life and she specializes in money mindset which is why I thought that this would be the perfect topic to talk about And this really just includes helping people uncover any sabotaging beliefs they have or really where they're stuck and then how to move through that. So we're actually today going to be going deep into that. So we're going to have a conversation around it, but you're also going to learn how to move through that. So I'm really, really, really excited. Um, Before we get into like the, the main meal, I suppose, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Before we get into the main stuff, I'd love you to share a little bit more about you from like your perspective. Like how did you end up doing what you do? Like, where'd you grow up? Like, you know, let's, let's hear a little bit about who you are and get to know you a little bit better. Yes. Well, thank you for that intro. And I, I think it's, I love hearing other people's stories because it really does. It tells you why they, they did the career path that they chose. Right. And so for me, I mean, as you mentioned, my, my background is in marriage and family therapy, so I have extensive training in therapy and psychology, but what I was finding was that despite being educated and, and despite having a good career, because I actually worked in the field as a marriage and family therapist for a while, I always struggled with money. And it was so interesting because I kind of, I didn't even realize it at first, if I'm like being completely honest, but 
what, what I had in my head and I was like, oh, well, once I get my degree and, you know, once I like have a real job, like then, then, I, then it will be taken care of. Like then I won't have to struggle with money anymore. Yes. Yeah. And so it, it's so interesting to me because what happened was, you know, I achieved all those things and I was like, okay, like I'm ready for the money to come in. And what was so funny was I realized that all my really crappy, for lack of a better word, money patterns were still there. Mm -hmm. And so it it was so interesting because I'm like, okay, I need to, I am vowing to figure this out because I cannot live the rest of my life struggling with money. And, you know, I think for me, the the worst of the worst was when I was in college. So it was like Mm -hmm. while I was working on my degree, you know, I, I had this belief that like money was hard to make. And, you know, there was a couple times, like I just, I, I really avoided money if I'm being completely honest. So like as, as dumb as this sounds now, like I wasn't checking my banking account to even see. Oh my gosh. This is so like, I feel like most people do like most clients that I work with. I'm like, how much, like, you know, what's going on with your bank accounts? And like, I don't know. (laughs) It's like 101. Come on. (laughs) Yes. And so, but, but again, it gives me goosebumps because I can so clearly like put myself back in that like time period. Yeah. It was like, Yeah, it was like I I was living on my own for the first time, right? So I was like in charge of paying rent and in charge of paying groceries and, you know, paying for my car and gas and like all these like really important life skills. But I wasn't like even willing to check my bank account. Like it was like hope and pray, like, okay, here's my debit card. Let's hope and pray that there's enough money in it. And I look back now and I like cringe because I'm like, oh, you poor girl. Like you just, you didn't know any better though, you know? And so again, you know, I thought that I didn't even realize like what money mindset was. I didn't realize that like you could have different relationships with money. And so obviously mine was very avoidant. Like I just, I, I didn't want to even look at it. I didn't want to acknowledge it. And the sad thing was I actually, I remember this moment so clearly, like I actually overdrew my account. Not surprising, right? Because I wasn't looking at what was in there. Yeah. And I, I remember I had to have somebody go deposit money into my account. Yeah. And to like cover, you know, I was in the negative and it was just like, that was rock bottom for me. Uh-huh. And I just, I, I knew that I had to figure this out. Like that it, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Like I was doing all the right things. You know, I was in college. I was working hard. Like, you know, I was a good person karmatically. So I'm like, what is going on? Mm. And so from there, honestly, I just, you know, I started really diving into money mindset and personal development. And what I learned was so life-changing, to be honest. And, and I was like, I have to share this with other women because I know, like you said, like I have so many clients to this day. If I'm like, oh, well, you know, how much money are you making a month? They have no idea. Well, how much money is in your bank account right now? I have no idea. How much money are you bringing in every month? I have no idea. And and I relate because I I was all those things at one point. But there's something so empowering about changing your relationship with money and knowing that that can be done and knowing how to do it and, you know, seeing the different areas where you're blocked in money. And for me, once I could see that clearly, it was like a veil was, was unlifted. And I was like seeing everything like through different eyes, but 
-hmm. You know, knowledge is power and you can't fix what you don't know. And so I love helping women to lift that veil, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and, and see things differently now when it comes to their money. And then obviously, you know, helping them work through those different, you know, blocks and, and barriers that they really have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that so many people can relate to that as well, because even like I found when I was first doing my kind of like money work, I guess you can call it because I, I mean, I've shared my story on my podcast a little bit before, but I went through like, um, just a time of being so irresponsible with money just because I thought I was like being successful. So like I could spend all this money without even like really ever thinking twice. And because I was never checking my bank accounts because I was never like thinking about the repercussions of like getting loans and like all that kind of stuff. I was just like stacking up deck debt. Mm -hmm. And then like when I finally, like when it finally crashed to the point where it was so bad for my husband and I like, and I was like, that's it. Like, the only thing that I could think of at that point, because I felt like I was doing all the right things. The only thing I could think of is, okay, I have to work on my mindset around money. And then I, you know, I picked up my first book and they're just like, check your accounts every day. And I was like, oh my God, cringe. Like I can't do it. Um, But it's so incredible also to realize that um, like what you say, like you can change your relationship with money, but also how it's not even like your situation is not like your destination when it comes to money. It's like, just because that's how you are now doesn't mean you'll always be that way. Or, you know, just because you have a family um, that's thought, you know, had not necessarily the best relationship with money doesn't mean it has to be that way for you. Or, you know, like you can actually change that and change your situation at any point, which is really, really cool and empowering to know. It is. And I I think that that was what was so eye-opening for me is that as I started diving in, I started working with coaches and I started, you know, doing my own work. It was like, okay, this isn't a life sentence. Like I can change this. I can work through this. And so, you know, for the the people that are listening today, and maybe if it is you and maybe you're like, oh gosh, that's me. Like I don't check my bank accounts. I don't, (laughs) you know, like all the things that we mentioned, right? Like if that's you, that's okay. Because listen, like we're going to work on some of the tools today to, to start lifting that veil so that you can really, you know, see what's going on behind your money stuff. And maybe I'm hoping that you'll have an aha moment of, wow, this is why I'm not making the money that I truly desire. Mm, mm. Oh my gosh. I'm even excited. Like I'm listening with a beginner's mindset. And you know, like, as I always say, it's, you know, when you listen from a beginner's mindset, regardless of where you're at, you're always going to learn something. So I'm excited for, for very selfish reasons as well. <laughs> so, um, I'm curious as well. Do you, do you find that there's like a pattern with the kind of like the reasons that people are stuck or like the fears or the mindset or whatever that people have around money? Like, is there things that come up consistently for like a lot of people, like you'd say, like are the most common things or do you think that it's super individual? You know, I'll be honest. I've worked with a lot of women on these specific things. And as much as I would love to be like, Oh, it's completely unique. Like a lot of it is overlapping. And so a lot of the women are actually blocked in the same areas. And, you know, I think people hear money mindset and they, they kind of know what it means and they kind of don't. And maybe their, their experience with money mindset so far has been, Oh, well, what did your parents teach you about money? You know, and those things are great. Like that is definitely a part of money mindset. But for me, what is so different is, I don't necessarily dive into that. I I take um, a very, very different approach. And so 
there's actually, you you might learn something new today. There's actually five different types of money. Mm -hmm. And so there is income, which is the money that we're actually making right now, right? The money that we're bringing in every month. There's savings, which is obviously self-explanatory. Like how much do we have saved up in the bank? Um, There's debt. So, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, just loans and putting things on credit cards and and it wraps up. Uh, There's goals, right? So it's like, okay, well, if your income is what you're making right now, like what goal would you like to be making? Like how much would you like to be making? And then there's dirty money, which I like to explain, um, you know, maybe like there's a divorce and there's like child support, right? Or, or, um, I don't even know the other one, but it, you know, it's, it's like if someone dies, I don't know what that's called. And like, you get money from that. That's dirty money, right? Like it doesn't feel good to us. Mm. So within those five different areas of money, the, it, it never fails. All of my clients are blocked in the income one. Yeah. So that is like the feelings they have around what they're making right now. Like, yeah. Every time, 100%, like they're, they're blocked in that. And, and here's another thing about money mindset is that it's a very emotional topic. And so, you know, talking about our degrees and, and the things that we can pull from that, I really like to help my clients see like, what are the feelings underneath that? Like, what are the emotions? So, you know, a lot of times it's fear of, I'm not making enough money right now. Like this is, this is causing me actual fear or panic or stress or anxiety. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna, I was just going to say, like, I'm just like reflecting on when I was going through our really tough financial times a few years ago. And I first decided to start like checking my bank account regularly. The interesting thing that I found is it was not actually as bad as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of people have that, like I, when you, when you make like, you know, when you kind of tell yourself a story in your head and you're avoiding it because you're just like, Oh my God, I just can't, it's so bad. I can't look at it. It's like, it feels so scary and we make it so much bigger in our head versus then if we just like sit down and we're like, okay, let's deal with it. Then it's like, you know, even if it's not necessarily the best situation, it's still like, okay, I can handle it now. Like I can see it now. I can see the four corners and I know exactly where it's at and it doesn't you know you're not telling yourself as many stories in your head anymore yes oh my gosh I love this and and that's part of the empowering process right Mm -hmm. that it's like when you can step into that and say okay I know this is scary I know I've let it rule my life you know months years however long that is for you but I'm going to take control of this and and I'm going to really look at it I'm going to figure it out and so it's so funny that you mentioned that because for me when I started this journey that was how I was with my debt. Uh-huh. So I had, obviously I, I had my master's. So I, that was a lot of schooling that, you know, I, I accumulated some student loans from. Mm. And for me, if I, if you would have said like, okay, Amy, how much money do you have in student loans right now? Like there was a point for a very long time. I couldn't have told you. Yeah. Because it was so big and it was so scary, right? And then when I finally did look at it, I was like, oh, like, just like you said, right? I was like, okay, it's not great. But now that I actually have this tangible number, you know, you can start working backwards of, okay, well, realistically, how much can I put towards that each month? Or, you know, what is, how much do I want to pay off in the next six months? Like you can start actually mixing in that strategy and action. Whereas you can't really do that when you're just ignoring it and avoiding it. 
Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, the, and I'm glad, I'm actually glad that you said that it is like, you see common fears with a lot of people because I think that is like also a weight off a lot of people's shoulders. Do you know what I mean? Cause if um, you're listening right now and you're just like, Oh my gosh, yes. Like I've, I've worked to do with my finances and my relationship with money and my money mindset and all the things it's like, well, you know that like right now we're going to go into like tips and everything that you can do to work through probably like those top things. Right. And so it's good to know as well that you're, you're not alone with what you feel. Cause, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I haven't met anyone who's had like a pretty good money mindset unless they've done work on it. Oh, absolutely. And again, I always come back to the, the knowledge is power because we, like most of us don't even know that this is, that this exists. Like yeah. most of us, you know, we understand affirmations and we understand like thinking positively, but it's like this whole money world is like a foreign thing that like we just we're not even aware of. And so again, that's why I think for me, because I struggled so bad, I was like, I know, even before I like started this work, even when it was just like selfishly, like I need to figure this out for myself. Mm -hmm. I also had this knowing that there are other women who need this too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a mission bigger than myself because I'm like, I need to figure this out obviously to help myself, but, but bigger than that, like more importantly, like I need to help all the other women that are struggling with this. And, and like, there's a lot, like it, I, I'm actually shocked at how many women, you know, are blocked in these areas or don't have awareness of it. And, and it honestly is really common and normal. And, you know, thank goodness for people like me and all the other people who are, who are doing their part to help with money mm -hmm. mindset, because I truly think when we can work through this stuff, like we as women entrepreneurs, we become unstoppable. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think like as well, it's worth noting as well that like what you shared in your story, which I think is so powerful as well. And I just want to like reiterate this point because um, it's so important to understand is that like your money mindset or like your relationship with money does not change just because your income changes or like it's mm -hmm. not only something that's exclusive to people who are broke because there's so many people who, you know, might be born into wealth or they just have, their family has a lot of money or for whatever reason they have a lot of money and they still can have massive scarcity mentality. So, and this was, I think one of the biggest learning things for me on my money journey is that I, um, at the beginning, I always thought it was like when I had money, when I had this many savings, when I like had this, when I had that, that's when I would feel like secure with money or that's when I would feel abundant or, you know, whatever I was telling myself. But what the time when I actually started to feel the most abundant and then funny enough, of course, that my finances actually started to change was at a time when we were literally like the most broke the most work we could be. We were like a virgin on bankruptcy. And then I'd been doing so much work on myself that I actually started to feel abundant and I felt good. And then because of that feeling, that's when my external started to change as well. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And, and you, I love that you brought up that it, you know, it, this can happen at all money levels. And yeah. something really interesting is that, you know, I, I always believe in being transparent. Um, in 20, 17, I had an incredible year. I mean, I was making more money like each month than I had in my life. Wow. And that was when I had like branched out to being a full-time entrepreneur was 2017. So like it makes sense, but this is what is so interesting. 
So I actually self-sabotaged myself mm. because of old money patterns. Wow, yeah. And, and what's so interesting is that, you know, we have this money, this, this ingrained money thermostat. So think, think about it this way. Like when we set our house thermostat to, let's just say 70 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. If it gets hotter than that, it works to bring it back down to 70. If it gets cooler than that, it works. You know what I mean? It heats it back up. So it's like, yeah, this, totally. it's always at 70 degrees. Well, what was so interesting was that I challenged my money thermostat so much that, that year because it was the first time that I was making that much in my life that I look back and like, I blew that money so quickly or like unexpected expenses came up and it wasn't until I had to check myself again, right? Like I'm still doing this work even to this day. I'm, you know, I'm always like working through these things, but it was almost like I had to say like, okay, Amy, like that old money set point no longer serves you. Here's the reason why it doesn't serve you. Mm-hmm. And then it was almost like I had to rewrite my story of, okay, this is your new money, you know, set point. Like this is, this is where you get to feel comfortable at now. And so, you know, that was as recent as, you know, two years ago that I literally like my best, you know, the, the most abundant finances I had, I was blowing them just as quickly as I was getting them because I didn't have an aware, well, I didn't have, you know, obviously enough awareness as to what was really happening during that time. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's huge as well, because actually the work doesn't stop because I mean, if you, if you're happy with your thermostat level, then of course, then that's kind of like where you're, will default to. And if you're kind of just like consistently upkeeping your beliefs and your energy and all that kind of stuff, then it's most likely to stay at that set point. However, if you want to keep growing, it's not like one day you're just like, okay, cool. Like now I've reached the point where it's just going to keep growing without me doing any work. Like it's always going to take work. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely an important part to mention as well. Absolutely. And, and the way I like to explain it is if you want more than you have right now, there's work to do. Yeah. And, and very often as entrepreneurs, like we're hungry, we want more, right? Very, very like, very rarely do you hear an entrepreneur say, okay, I've made it. That's it. Like yeah. no, no going past this, you know, mm. like, I think we are so driven to want more and to be more successful and to have be do more, you know? Yeah. And so if you want more, there's still more work to do. Like it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I love as well, what you said about like, actually like creating awareness around what your set point is. And like, um, one of the ways that I like to look at it as well as like, a lot of people will notice that like in their bank account, there's like a certain amount of money that like, regardless whether money comes in or whatever, it like kind of always like balances out at a specific amount, you know, Mm -hmm. like you kind of generally are used to seeing a specific number in your account and then you might like get paid from your work and then, you know, you pay all your bills and and then you've got like your money. It goes back to that set point. Right. And, um, I remember for me when I was just like, so, like, you know, really wanting to shift my set point. I kind of had that awareness as well. I was like, okay, like something's, something's not quite right because I'm like going, I'm, I'm not always having the same in my bank account, even when I'm like earning more, or this is happening or that's happening. And so then one day, like I just decided, I was like, okay, this is my new set point. And I started work, like doing the work to 
um, really integrate that and, and believe that and work on that being my new set point. And then now that's my new set point that I always see. And I'm like, okay, and now I'm ready for my next challenge, my next upgrade with my set point. But it's like, you can, if you're doing the work, you can actually also like choose where you want your set point to be and do the work, you know, in the interim to help you get there, which is super fun. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And and what I want to, a couple tips I want to give just for those who are like, okay, I, I, I'm understanding what they're saying. Like, you know, I'm kind of stuck at the same amount each month. I'm ready to increase my wealth set point. Uh-huh. But what I encourage people to do is flood yourself with that new number. So yeah. let's say it's $10,000 a month. I feel like that's, you know, a common one that a lot of people want yes. or are striving towards. So it's like, put that on, on sticky notes, like in your bathroom, like on your refrigerator, like places that you frequent several times every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and just flood yourself with that number. I mean, write down affirmations, like just because the more you see that, right. It's like your, your subconscious brain, like that becomes your new normal. Yes. Mm -hmm. exactly that's I think that's actually part of what I did as well like I was just like putting the number all around my house and I was like and I would say it all the time and I was like every time I check my account it has at least this much and you know like I would say things like that to myself yeah so that's a good oh my gosh I love that you like did all this work on your like on your own like that's amazing yeah well because the thing is with me is like money is something I'm super passionate about as well like I've actually got um like low key, it's not like announced anything yet, but I've actually got a money program I'm creating and all this stuff because um, I, you know, I had such a similar feeling when I was going through my um, tough t- financial times. And I mean, I did have mentors that guided me a little bit. Um, and then I've had like coaches and stuff since then, of course, that helped me with my own stuff. But um, what's so funny is similar to what you had when I was like, you know, like I'd be like driving in my car to like go somewhere and I'd be like, almost like wanting to cry because of my situation, but I'd like make myself feel good because I would imagine myself one day standing on stage, talking about it, helping other people through it and being able to tell my story. (laughs) I love that. And you know what? Here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that sometimes we are given challenges so that we can overcome them. And so that we can teach other people those things and share it because it's like, who better to teach somebody about money mindset than someone who really went through it and come out the other side. Like not someone who's just like read a few books or, you know, whatever. It's like, I want the coach who was like, you know, at the bottom of the bottom, right? Like, you know, overdrawing their account. And now is, you know, yeah. very successful. Like that's the person that I want yeah. to I know like um, Nick and I always laugh. We're just like, it'd be like, we'd be hard pressed to find people who are in a worse financial situation than we were. <laughs> like, it's always like a joke between my husband and I, but um, no, it's awesome. So like talking back to, around like the um, kind of like the self-sabotaging beliefs and the, um, the kind of things that are stopping people or making them feel stuck do you want to go through a little bit of like how to help people like create more awareness around what they are and how to, how to move through that? Yeah, I would love to. So I think what's really important is, is first of all, before you get into, you know, the, the work of uncovering the blocks, I think it's really important to determine what relationship you have with money right now. And again, Mm -hmm. side note, it can change, right? But we need to know where you are right now. So the, the way to do that is just to, you know, we talked about a lot of this, but it's like, 
when you receive money, you know, are, are you saving every penny? Because that's, that's a money issue too, where it's like you're holding on to it for dear life because you're, you're afraid that you're not going to make more or you're not sure when you're going to make more. So to first acknowledge, you know, are, when you get money, are you saving it? Are you excessively spending it? Mm-hmm. Are you avoiding it, you know? And, and it's, I laugh about these because I've, I've done all three, you know? I've, I've, I've oversaved, I've overspent, I've avoided it. Um, but really to ask yourself and to get honest, like, okay, what is my current relationship with money? And what I like to teach is that what we want to get you to is we want to get it to a point where money is like a best friend of yours. Yes. And I know that sounds really weird, but, but think about it this way. Like a best friend is typically somebody you admire, you respect, you have fun with, you pay attention to, right? And so we want all of those characteristics for you around your money. You know, not, not one, you know, you don't like with a best friend, you're not avoiding them. You're not bombarding them too much, you know, with every second of every day, you know, texting them and whatever, but it's just like this nice, really healthy balance. So the first step is acknowledging where are you right now? Mm-hmm. And then the second step, what I really like to do that to kind of open up, obviously, because there's, there's five different types of money. Um, we'd be here all day if we like went through all of them, but for the purpose of the podcast today, you know, I would really like to focus on your, your income. So, and, and not just your current income, but how much you'd like to make. So we'll do the income goal. So if you get that number and, and not, and you have to have a really clear number, right? Like we'll just use $10,000 again, um, again, and insert your own personal income goal each yeah. month. So whether that's, go ahead. I- I was just going to ask, but I think you clarified, I was going to say like, do they set like a weekly, a monthly, a yearly income goal? Like, what do you think is the best to work with? Honestly, I like to start with the monthly. Okay. Um, just because that's, I think that's easier. And, and what's so interesting is that the yearly actually has different um, emotions and impossible blocks around it too. So both are extremely important because what can happen is if you're like, okay, I want to make $10,000 a month, like that would be amazing. But then if you look at the bigger picture and you're like, oh, well, that actually means I would be making, you know, this amount per year. It's like, sometimes we have really strong feelings or emotions towards that yearly one. Well, yeah. obviously that's not in alignment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to feel really good about both, but because the yearly is sometimes too, too, much or too hard to look at I like to start with just the monthly cool cool. so so for those who are who are doing this exercise you know I would recommend getting out you know a notebook or a piece of paper and writing that income goal down per month okay so that would sound like I would love to make ten thousand dollars a month okay that's that's going to be your first the first thing that you write Mm -hmm. And then what I like to do is I like to start going a little deeper into these questions to to uncover some of the blocks, right? And I want to say that I use the term blocks loosely. It's basically just anything that's that's keeping you from getting to where you want to be. Um, So when you have that down, I would love to make $10,000 a month. The next step is to write, I can't do this because blank. 
And I would encourage you just to write whatever comes up. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's, you know, I've heard crazy things. Like I can't make $10,000 enough because I'm not pretty enough. Mm. I can't make $10,000 a month because I'm not good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't make $10,000 a month because I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I can't make $10,000 a month because I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. And it's like everything that comes out when you, when you start journaling about this are, I, I like, I call them treasures because it's like, oh my gosh, this is what's been keeping me from making that amount. You know, it's, yes. it's I, I look at, at blocks so differently. Like I actually get excited because it's like, well, then I have something to work with. Yep. And so some other questions that you can ask yourself, you know, around your income goal is, um, you, you can even do something like, I want to make $10,000 a month but I'm right now I'm only making 5,000. This means I am blank. So that can sound like, you know, I want to make $10,000 a month, but I'm only making 5,000. This means I'm unsuccessful. This means I'm unworthy. This means I'm unable to do it. Right. Mm. Oh, that's such a good one. And, and remember, and I know you know this, like anything we put behind I am is so powerful. And it's actually, you're, you're creating that story within that yeah. moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another one I like to do is just a, a, a more broad about money. So it's when I think about money, I feel blank. And again, for a lot of the clients that I work with, it's stressed. It's overwhelmed. Yeah. It's panic. You know, oh my, you know, we've been there, right? Oh my gosh, I don't have enough money. What am I going to do? I, I got to fix this. I got to make it work. You know, it's, it's, it's a physical response within our body of how we are reacting and relating to money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And what's so interesting is that obviously law of attraction, right? Like whatever we're putting out, we're going to get back. So if we're emitting this energy of panic around money, do you think that you're going to be able to call in this wonderful, beautiful $10,000 a month? Absolutely not, right? No way. (laughs) And so it's so funny to me because I'll get women that, you know, clients I'm working with and they're like, yeah, I want to make $10,000 a month. And then we start going through this stuff. Right. And it's like, it's, it's so misaligned because you, you cannot call in that money or it's going to be really, really hard to call in that money when you have those underlying, you know, feelings and emotions of I am not worthy. And I have panic around my current bank account. It's like, we have to shift you out of what you're currently feeling to something of more, you know, empowered and excited. Like when was the last time you checked your bank account and got excited? Yeah, that's so good. That's so true. But here's the thing. If, if we were hitting our income goal, we would be checking our bank account and we would be excited, right? So Most it's like definitely. we have... Yeah, we have, there's like this big disconnect because it's like, we have to go, we have to get from this place of, okay, my bank account makes me want to cry and I want to avoid it 
to, I'm looking at my bank account and this feels amazing. Like, oh my gosh, is this really my life Uh right now? Yeah. And so that's where the work comes, right? It's like the, the first step is just acknowledging like, okay, what is my relationship? Like, okay, here's some of the blocks that are keeping me stuck. But the real work comes in getting from that point A to B of, okay, I want to cry when I look at my bank account to, oh my gosh, is this my real life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into that. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, you just write affirmations and then, you know, your, your life has changed. Um, <laughs> there, there's, there's deep work that goes into it, right? And so some of the things we talked about is, you know, flooding your subconscious and flooding your, your mind with the number that you want to make. I think that that's really helpful. So that's, that's one part of it. I think also like understanding, like what are the pros of holding on to this, the current money mindset, right? Yeah. Like, like, like what am I going to get? Like, like how is my life going to be better if I hold on to this mm-hmm. versus the cons, right? Like, like what is, what are the negatives of me holding on to this? Yeah. That's a really interesting question. Because so often we're, we're scared to do the work, right? The work is hard and, and it can be done, but it's like, it, it's, it's doing the things that are uncomfortable, right? It's checking yeah. our bank accounts. It's getting familiar with our debt. It's, you know, knowing our, our, our interest rates on our credit cards. It's, it's not comfortable mm-hmm. work. Yeah. If it was, nobody would, would have money blocks, right? Like we would all be like, you know, abundant boss babes. <laughs> yeah. So you, I, I think that that's a really powerful thing to do. Well, what, like, like, what am I going to get from holding on to this versus like, how is it actually hindering me? And then I think when you can, can realize that you're more willing to do the work because it's kind of like a, oh, duh, like I'm not getting anything from holding on to this, you know, yeah. so, especially if I have goals that I'm working towards. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So um, the work that comes after doing all of those questions is really just about one, like uh, the awareness and then two, just like, yeah, like uh, flooding the mind with the new belief and all that kind of stuff as well. Is there, is there anything else that would really be beneficial in helping to move past those or? Oh gosh. Yes. Um, I mean, well, and I that's mean, the thing. Like, I, I imagine there's a lot, but <laughs> like any main, main points. <laughs> Yeah. So something, um, I like to do is, is, so we have our beliefs, right? We uncover, you know, I can't make $10,000 because I'm not skinny or I'm not pretty, right? Because maybe we have a coach that we idolize that looks a certain way, right? So then we might think, oh, well, I have to look that way to make that type of money or to have that type of success. So what I like to do then is it's like, is that true? Like, can we prove that wrong? Can, can we maybe find another coach or another entrepreneur that doesn't fit that stereotype and is still successful? Yeah. And for me, that was so helpful because it's literally like proving the, the block wrong or, or proving yeah. that belief wrong. Yeah. And when you can do that, it, it really takes the power away from it. Yeah, so true. 
And so I love to do that. And I like to do it. I like to, to prove it wrong is in as many ways as I can. So yeah. sometimes it's only one or two ways. Other times, you know, I have like half of a page written down. Um, and, and so just know, like if you're, if you are going through these exercises and are doing this work and maybe you only can find one, you know, one thing to prove it wrong, that's okay. Like that is a step in the right direction. And, yeah. and just being open to, hey, I'm open to, to seeing other ways that can prove this isn't true. Yeah, yeah, so good. And I, I mean, again, it's, it's all of it, though. It's the awareness. It's, it's proving it wrong. I like to create a new money story. So, you know, in the beginning, we started by acknowledging, like, what is your current relationship with money? You know, do you save it? Do you spend it? Do you avoid it? And, and I do believe in affirmations and I think they are really important to say, like, I, I am choosing to have a healthy relationship with money now, you know, or something that just feels really good to you. Like I am choosing to make $10,000, my new set point, right. My new norm. Hmm. I think that that's really powerful as well. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love those. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of affirmations because I find like, um, like you said, like the, when we say like, for example, I am statements or whatever, uh, even if we consciously aren't necessarily in full belief of them, although there is obviously deeper work and stuff like that. Um, especially because like the energy behind what we say is important. But if, um, if when we're saying I am statements, our subconscious mind is still picking it up. Right. And, um, and there's been times when they've helped, uh, that's helped me move through things so much. And it's kind of like more speaking into reality, what you want. And, and if you can look at it that way, cause sometimes people are like, Oh, I can't say I'm abundant or I make $10,000 because I don't feel that. So why would I say that? But then it's also like, if you say, okay, well, this isn't about who you are right now. This is about who you're choosing to be like who you want to call in, who you want to become. Then it's also helps with that mindset around affirmations. Yes. And okay. So I actually, I'm trying to think it's been a while, but I actually did a training on this. Um, I did a live video because I have gotten that so many times where people are like, I don't feel ready to say I'm abundant or, you know, I am amazing or I am whatever. So it's been a while, but I, I, I think the trick was you flip it into a question. Mm -hmm. And so you, you say, okay. So like if your affirmation if you want it to be, I make $10,000 every month, you can turn it into a question and say, how could I make $10,000 every month? Mm -hmm. Or I am open to making $10,000 a month. What would that look like for me? Mm -hmm. Because our brain likes to problem solve and it likes to figure things out. So sometimes some people have, like some of my clients, it, it's actually a lot more helpful if they phrase it into a question because then their brain starts working. Well, okay, I could actually make money doing this and I could make money doing that. And, you know, it's like it kind of opens up the, the brainstorming process of how could I make that happen? Yeah. And then they're more on board with it. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of the concept of... Um, uh, well, the guy who taught me this, he called them affirmations. And um, it's essentially where you do the, that exact thing, you turn it into a question, and it's a specific question. It's a why question. So it's like, if you're, if you're struggling with saying, I'm confident, I'm confident, then you can say, why am I confident? 
And it's like, you don't need to have the answer or anything, but it's again, like you said, the brain is like a computer. It really likes to problem solve. It really likes to find answers. So if you prompt your brain by saying, why am I confident? Then subconsciously, while you're not even paying attention, it's actually creating stories to put together like a case against why you're confident. So it actually will build more belief for people really struggling with a specific affirmation. I love, I didn't even know that that was like a legit thing. Like affirmation, I didn't even know that. It was so cool. Yeah. I know it's so cool. And, um, and so that's like, I actually use those quite a lot as well. And you can use them for manifestation as well. Like for example, if we're going somewhere and we know it's going to be real busy, we'll be like, why do we get a car park right outside? And like, we're just like selling, um, one of our, uh, like properties. And we're just like, why is the sale super easy? And it's like not even been on the market for 12 hours and we've already got offers and we're just like, Oh my gosh, you know, like we just use that all the time in manifestation. And I, and I think it really helps as well. Cause it kind of, when you ask it that way and you're not even asking anything, you're just asking the question in general, like, you're, you know, you're not asking someone. So they answer you or you're not asking yourself. So you answer yourself. You're asking to just trigger your mind. It actually um, takes so much pressure off. Like that's how I felt at the beginning anyway, when I first started using them. Cause sometimes with an affirmation, it's like I'm abundant. And then you almost like can feel a pressure of like, Oh my God, I have to do it. Versus if you're like, why am I abundant? It's just like, why am I? <laughs> and it just like, you know, kind of creates a story in itself. Yes, I love that. I didn't even have that like on my notes to, to talk about, but I'm so glad that that came up because, yeah. you know, if you truly are in that space where, you know, you're avoiding your money, you're not checking your bank account, you're just, it, it probably wouldn't even feel right to you right now. Uh to to jump into those, you know, really positive affirmations, talking about what you would love to have, you know? So maybe the affirmation, what is it called? Affirmation. There you go. Affirmation. It's affirmation. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that is forming something. Yeah. I love it. Maybe that's the route that's going to be, you know, helpful for you until you can kind of bridge the gap of, you know, really using those I am statements and positive affirmations. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I always recommend as well. Like use those until you really like can, can kind of start feeling proof for it because the, when the I am's work really well, like for example, when I, um, was, when I was working on my manifestation mindset, cause like back in the day, like this is a whole other story, but I used to think I was a terrible manifester. And now I'm like, I feel like the best manifester ever, but I, you know, saying I'm a really great manifester also like felt kind of like I was a fraud. So I would say, why am I such a great manifester? And then suddenly I'd like get the car park or I'd find a penny or, and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I am look, I'm manifesting. And then suddenly when I was like, my mind was building up all of this proof for me, then I was just like, Oh my gosh, I actually am a really good manifester. And then it didn't feel scary to say that anymore. So it's like, it's really good for that. But I mean, this has been such an epic episode. There were so many amazing things that we spoke about. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And I, can I mention one last thing? Yes, please. So something that I have found ridiculously helpful for my clients is actually emotional freedom technique. Oh, yes. Yes. And so some people are familiar with it. Some people are, it's, it's also the nickname is tapping. Um, I actually used to use this technique with my therapy clients and then obviously have carried it on into my work, um, you know, with my one-on-one clients. But really briefly, what tapping is, it's similar to acupuncture, except it doesn't use needles. So it's not painful. You only use your fingertips um, and you tap on different parts, different meridian points on your body while voicing your current situation, right? Yeah. So 
people, you know, you, you want to, to process the, the current situation and what you're dealing with around your money or whatever, right? It doesn't have to just be money. Um, and then that actually, like, this is kind of crazy, but while you're tapping, it sends calming signals to your brain. So you're, remember, we talked about money being so emotional, you know, the panic, the fear, the anxiety, it actually calms those, those feelings. So then what happens is, you know, when you're thinking about your income goal or you're thinking about your debt, you no longer have that panic and, and scarcity, you know, it's, it's just more like, okay, I can look at this more neutral. And when we can do that, we're more likely to come up with, you know, ways to improve it. So that is like my, my bread and butter. Like I always make sure I do that with my clients because it's, it's, it's like, I don't know, the cherry on the top for really like working through and feeling differently about your money. Yeah. I've used tapping as well. And I use it occasionally with my clients and I love it as well. It's like, I feel like every time I hear someone talk about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to use, utilize it more because it is so true. Like I've even had clients with like phobias be able to like, <laughs> like who, who didn't even want to acknowledge them. They're like, I, I'm not bringing this phobia up because I can't even bear acknowledging it. But I'm like, oh, well, I know about it now. So why don't we do some tapping to even like tap through the fear of even talking about it? And then, you know, they're like suddenly like, oh, wow, I'm willing to, for the first time ever to work on it. And it's just like so incredible. So yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that one. That gives me goosebumps. And that's actually how the technique came about. It was um, a psychologist was, was helping a client through a phobia. And when he realized that it worked, he was like, oh my gosh, like what else can this work for? Yeah. So mm, it's amazing. So many tools, so many things that you can do to improve your money mindset. And remember that no matter where you are now, it can absolutely 100% change. Yeah, I so agree. Okay, well, so people can connect with you as well and kind of like get more into your good vibes and learn more about you. Where can they connect with you? Like, where do you hang out? So I actually love Facebook, believe it or not. Um, and I have a group called the Joyful Entrepreneur. Ooh. And it's an amazing community. I love it. I would invite you to come hang out there if you're interested in connecting with me more or even learning about tapping. So like last week, I actually did a free like money block clearing session in my group. Um, every Thursday actually is tapping. So mm -hmm. I will be going live in there again today. So every Thursday we do tapping stuff if you're interested in that. And, you know, other days we focus on money mindset. And then there are other days we focus on strategy. Like what are you doing to build your business this week? So it's a good mix of like, you know, mindset and also strategy. And so I would love to have you join me. Awesome. That's so cool. And of course, the links are in the show notes, so you can go check them out there. But thank you again so much for being on the show, Amy. This has been so awesome. I'm absolutely positive the audience got tons of value. If you guys listening did enjoy this episode, please make sure you screenshot the episode and tag us on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you're uploading it so that we can, um, you know, start a conversation with you and just thank you. And we get all excited when we see people getting value. So I really appreciate it. Um, and we will see you all again next week. Bye.